0: Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Rooted in Faith, Grounded in Family podcast. I am your host, Mike Nelson. Today we're going to be talking about uh, Grounded in Family and kind of what that means to me. So um, we'll get right into this. Uh, I wanted to start with um, you know kind of what family means to me and um, talking about how how my faith. And uh, principle-centered living, most especially, has uh, influenced how I view my family and and how uh, my wife and I strive to to raise our children uh, well. So, um, let's start with uh, the family proclamation. Um, This document was... um, uh, created and and uh, pronounced to the world back in 1995 by then President Gordon B. Hinckley of the uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and this document has um, so far stood the test of time. Um, I have appreciated reading and rereading it, and I am grateful that um, the leadership of of the church still refer to this document within their their general conference addresses so um <clears throat> i wanted to kind of uh, go paragraph by paragraph in this and um share some thoughts that uh, that i have so um first off this is uh from the first presidency and council of the 12 apostles of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints uh, they solemnly proclaim that marriage between a man and a woman is ordained of god and that the family is central to the creator's plan for the internal destiny of his children <clears throat> so you know to me that uh, is important to know that uh, the marriage that that I have to my wife is is ordained of god and that the family uh, is is definitely central to to the plan of of happiness the plan of salvation God's plan for his children. They continue, all human beings, male and female, are created in the image of God. Each is a beloved spirit, son, or daughter of heavenly parents, and as such, each has a divine nature and destiny. Gender is an essential characteristic of individual, premortal, mortal, and eternal identity and purpose. I know this uh, can be a a sensitive topic nowadays in, in today's political climate, but I do want to affirm my belief and uh, in my testimony that um, we are all children of our our heavenly Father. I am a, a son of God. My wife is a, a daughter of God, and I have uh, I have two two sons and um, one daughter, and their gender is uh, an eternal characteristic of of their pre mortal, mortal, and eternal identity. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna shift a little bit uh, to over to um, a uh, post from a few years back from President Nelson um, talking about um, labels and identifiers that we give ourselves and, and how the, the labels and identities that we assign to ourselves really matter. Um, and the hierarchy uh, and order of those identifiers Uh, also matters. And uh, he says that um, no identifier should displace, replace, or take priority over these three enduring designations. Child of God, number one. Number two is child of the covenant. And number three is disciple of Jesus Christ. Any identifier that is not compatible with those three basic designations will ultimately let you down, he says. Your potential is divine, With your diligent seeking, God will give you glimpses of who you may become. So I really appreciate this insight from a prophet of God. Our most important identities are, first and foremost, that we are children of God. Second, that we are children of the covenant. And third, that we are disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. And any identities or identifiers, any other labels that... Um, that we want to um you know put ourselves under uh, whether it's you know for me as a a father, a husband, a star wars fan um but um the most important identifier in my life needs to be that I am a, a son of god and as as long as I can maintain that that identity is as the most important in my life, then you know I can uh what does he say here he uh um you know, it will give me glimpses to who I may become and anything else is, uh, is going to let me down. So uh, words, words from a prophet. Continuing back in the family proclamation, we read, In the premortal realm, spirit sons and daughters knew and worshipped God as their eternal father and accepted his plan by which his children could obtain a physical body and gain earthly experience to progress toward perfection and ultimately realize their divine destiny as heirs of eternal life. The divine plan of happiness enables family relationships to be perpetuated beyond the grave sacred ordinances and covenants available in holy temples make it possible for individuals to return to the presence of God and for families to be united eternally. There's a lot to unpack in there, um, but basically it was a, a very high level summary of, of the plan of salvation, that plan of happiness that was described earlier, um, and it's made possible through sacred ordinances and in, in covenants available in, in temples. So um, I think we're we're well over 200 temples now i think about 200 in operation and a whole bunch more under construction or being planned right now um so it's it's super exciting uh, super exciting time to live with with all of the availability of temples around the world now and um it's uh you know definitely makes it uh, more convenient for people to go uh, makes it possible for Um, for us to do the work necessary to return to live with with God and and be united as families for eternity. Um, So I'll keep going here. Um, The first commandment that God gave Adam and Eve pertained to the potential for parenthood as husband and wife. We declare that God's commandment for his children to multiply and replenish the earth remains in force. We further declare that God has commanded that the sacred powers of procreation are to be employed only between man and woman, lawfully wedded as husband and wife. you know, with that, I'll I'll say that um, I would never replace or or uh, replace my kids or or undo what I did to to have kids. I'm so ultimately and, and eternally grateful for for my children. The joy that that I have with uh, with them is is incredible, and nothing could replace that. Uh, there are so many times and experiences. Um, that, uh, that have made me you know, a proud dad and, and proud to be a dad, proud to, to call myself a dad, um, that uh, you know, I, I wouldn't give that up for the world. Um, nothing can, can replace that, that joy that, that children can bring into our life. We declare the means by which mortal life is created to be divinely appointed. We affirm the sanctity of life and, and of its importance in God's eternal plan. I don't know if I really need to to explain more than that um very succinctly and effectively put mortal life is created to be divinely appointed um the the sanctity of life is is a is an important point to to bring out and to call out and we should always be striving to you know preserve life where um where we can um Continue, husband and wife have a solemn responsibility to love and care for each other and for their children. Children are an heritage of the Lord, quoting Psalm 127, verse 3. Parents have a sacred duty to rear their children in love and righteousness, to provide for their physical and spiritual needs, and to teach them to love and serve one another, observe the commandments of God, and be law-abiding citizens wherever they live. Husbands and wives, mothers and fathers will be held accountable before God for the discharge of these obligations. We got real heavy We're all, the, all of a sudden at the end there. So, um, you know, um, husband and wife have a, a duty and, and moral responsibility to God to to raise their children in love and righteousness, um, to provide for their physical and spiritual needs and to teach them to love and serve one another. I, I really appreciate the call out for this. Um, you know, I think any good parent strives to, you know, teach their children right from wrong. I think any good parent uh, strives to to raise their children in the right way so that they can be productive citizens of of society as they grow up and um so you know calling out that responsibility i i think is uh kind of a neat uh, neat call out here um continuing the family is ordained of god marriage between a man and a woman is essential to his eternal plan children are entitled to birth within the bonds of matrimony and to be reared by a father and mother who honor marital vows with complete fidelity I'll pause there um, because there's there's so much derision and divisiveness in in today's world. Um, I do believe that marriage between a man and a woman is truly essential to to God's plan, and that um, marriage in any other way is not. And um, you know others can can feel free to disagree with me, but um, you know with the family being ordained of God, the only way families can continue forward in society is, is through marriage between a man and a woman who love each other, honor marital vows, and, uh, and continue forward and, and honor their, their marriage. Um, <clears throat> now we'll, we'll get to a big, big point of meat and potatoes here that uh, happiness in family life is most likely to be achieved when founded upon the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ successful marriages and families are established and maintained on principles of faith prayer repentance forgiveness respect love compassion work and wholesome recreational activities that was a big chunk but it really is the true meat and potatoes of grounded in family and and kind of where where I see this podcast going and and kind of uh uh you know, a vision for it, but also a foundation for it as well. You know, being grounded in family um, means that, that my wife and I strive for for success in our marriage and our, our family. Now, I'm not saying we're perfect, and I'm not saying we've figured out the secret to success, but as we strive to maintain the principles listed here um, in this section of the family proclamation, we find that... Uh, we are more successful than if we were to give up on these principles. So I'll list them again because these, these are, you know, a big, um, big point and part of, of what has become my uh, desire and goal to, to you know, live a principle-centered life. So um, I'll read this section again here. It says, successful marriages and families are established and maintained on principles of faith Prayer, repentance, forgiveness, respect, love, compassion, work, and wholesome recreational activities. Um, I do plan on going through each of these principles one by one in future episodes, um, because I could literally spend um, <clears throat> at least one, if not multiple episodes, talking about each one of them. Um, each of them is is an important in marriage and family life, and uh, so I'll, I'll be doing that in the future. Um, so stay tuned. Um, Continuing forward here, by divine design, fathers are to preside over their families in love and righteousness and are responsible to provide the necessities of life and protection for their families. Mothers are primarily responsible for the nurture of their children. In these sacred responsibilities, fathers and mothers are obligated to help one another as equal partners. Disability, death, or other circumstances may necessitate individual adaptation. Extended families should lend support when needed you know I, I think it's a it's a wonderful call out that they have in here not only to align the roles of of fathers and mothers but also call out the extenuating circumstances that um <laughs> define reality um not everybody fits in this ideal bucket of mother father right um so i appreciate the the call out for um for individual adaptation you know sometimes you may have a one parent household. Um, you may have a a, a household in which, you know, the father can't work, can't find a job. Mom needs to, to step in and help. Um, sometimes maybe you go into the marriage with mom already having the, the, the job to support the family. And, you know, and so sometimes these roles need to shift a little bit. Right. Um, I what I think is important is that um you know to to realize here is that no one family model is universal um but the the point is that um fathers and mothers are obligated to help one another as equal partners um my wife and I strive to to be equal we strive to counsel with one another about uh, big decisions and um to to counsel with each other even about little decisions um you know and talk talk uh, about them with each other um you know i i you know have uh the the job and and she stays at home and um you know and but i help with doing chores i help with cooking i help with getting kids to and from school i help with the the grocery shopping um and uh You know it 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 definitely provides some much needed relief for her and um i I know she appreciates it a whole ton um so they continue here in this document saying that we warn the individuals who violate covenants of chastity who abuse spouse or offspring or who fail to fulfill family responsibilities will one day stand accountable before god Further rewarn that the disintegration of the family will bring upon individuals, communities, and nations the calamities foretold by ancient and modern prophets um I think we can all see in the world today the disintegration of the family um the um you know progressively more and more the um the devaluation of the family, the devaluation of marriage and um I think we can we can all take a look at society and see where that's gotten us and you know the the high levels of of uh, crime and gang activity and um you know all all the downsides of of not having a you know a father and mother together um you know throughout throughout our nation throughout our world um that disintegration and devaluation of of the family and traditional family values um you know it may seem old school or or, um, uh, you know, old-fashioned to some, but uh, it really is, you know, the, the family really is the, the fundamental unit of society, and, you know, you, you can't have society without the family. You know, fathers and mothers working together and rearing children and, and raising children to be good citizens, it, it's, it's all part of that cycle of, of persisting in uh, the human race. So, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that um, this document exists. We'll finish out... With uh, We call upon responsible citizens and officers of government everywhere to promote these measures, those measures designed to maintain and strengthen the family as the fundamental unit of society. Um, I bear my testimony in the truthfulness and the truth that is witnessed within this document, and I counsel and, and challenge anyone listening to go re-read this document yourself. Um, if you have read it before, read it again, because it there's just so much in here uh, that you know i mean I can read it I can commentate about it but um you know go read it go pray about it go go think about it um see what uh what sticks out to you with that i'll pivot a little bit and um wanted to kind of um, take a look at uh, some some things to to end on here um <clears throat> so um i will pivot over to a talk by Elder M. Russell Ballard. Um, he was a member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, and he wrote a talk called What Matters Most is What Lasts Longest. This was back in October of 2005. Um, there is um, a whole lot in this talk, and um, uh, he he takes a look at... Um, you know, calling out specific key points within the family proclamation within his talk. Um, so just because we, we've already gone over that, I, I won't go over it again. But um, uh, let's see. Oh, I totally had all kinds of fun notes and now I lost it. So, OK, here we go. So uh, he says, how do we protect and preserve and strengthen our home and families in a world pulling so hard in opposite directions? So he makes three suggestions. Uh, for us to um, protect and preserve, strengthen our homes and families. Um, you know, several months ago, uh, I went to the temple and I had a particular question in mind. And that question was specifically around, with everything going on in the world, with all the junk and all the garbage going on in the world, I wanted some some input around, you know, how do I, as the father and father figure of of, of my family, of my home, um, how do I protect, preserve, strengthen my home and my children? Um, so let's see what um, <clears throat> let's see what uh, what Elder Ballard has to say here. He says, be consistent in holding daily family prayer and weekly family home evenings. Both of these invite the Lord Spirit, which provides the help and power we need as parents and family leaders. The church curriculum and magazines have many good ideas for family home evening. Also, consider holding a family testimony meeting where parents and children can express their beliefs and feelings to each other in a private and personal setting. Um, my initial comment on this one is that um, this year, with the the Come Follow Me program, with the you know following the Book of Mormon, um, we have uh, really strived to, to set aside time during our week that we can sit down with our kids and and um, read through the lesson, read through the, the scriptures, read through the Book of Mormon. Um, there's all kinds of resources available. Uh, if you need a 10-second lesson because your kids are, you know, that short attention span, or, you know, if you need to kind of go deeper and, and unfold a few things, um, you know, you you have the ability to do that. And the, the church provides so many resources nowadays to, to do this. It's, it's amazing. But um, the main comment I have on that one is um, this last week, <clears throat> when we sat down to, uh, to kind of read through some scriptures for this week's come follow me lesson, you know, while we were watching the, the book of Mormon video that went along with the lesson, I turned to my wife and I said, I'm really glad we're doing this. This is, this is really good. Um, you know, I, I really feel like we're doing the right thing. I feel like we're, we're teaching our children good principles. We're teaching our children to, to have a love for the scriptures and a love for the stories in the book of Mormon and to, um, Learn and appreciate the lessons that are there as well. Elder Ballard continues, teach the gospel and basic values in your home. Establish a love for reading the scriptures. Hey, look, we're, we're ahead of the curve there. Too many of our parents are abdicating this responsibility to the church. While seminary, auxiliaries, and priesthood quorums are important as a supplement to parental gospel instruction, the main responsibility rests in the home. Um, I've not been very good at this over the years. Um, this year is probably the the one where we're doing the best at with our kids, and you know, teaching them a love f- uh, for reading the scriptures, and especially reading them together. Um, my kids aren't old enough for seminary or the youth program yet, but um, you know, teaching them uh, a, a value of, of and love of the scriptures is is definitely an important one. Um, be wise, he continues, and do not involve children or yourselves in so many activities out of the home that you are so busy that the spirit of the Lord cannot be recognized or felt in giving you the promised guidance for yourself and your family. That's one thing that um, my wife and I have definitely aligned on um since our our marriage is that we want to ensure that the Spirit of the Lord can be felt and recognized in our home, and that we strive to to call that out to our children when You know, they have some sort of aha moment when they have some sort of, um, you know, moment when they're feeling the spirit. We strive to call that out and saying, see how you're feeling. See how good you feel. That's the spirit of the Lord. That's the Holy Ghost telling you that what you did was right and true. And you should hang on to that feeling uh, because you can remember that feeling in the future and and know whether or not you're choosing the right, whether or not you're on a good path, and whether or not you're pursuing truth. Elder Ballard continues with his third suggestion, create meaningful family bonds that give your children an identity stronger than what they can find with their peer group or at school or any place else. This can be done through family traditions for birthdays, holidays, dinner time, and Sundays, and also be done through family policies and rules with natural and well-understood consequences. Have a simple family economy where children have specific chores or household duties and receive praise or other rewards, commensurate to how well they do. Teach them the importance of avoiding debt and of earning, saving, and wisely spending money. Help them learn responsibility for their own temporal and spiritual self-reliance. Wow, there's a whole ton in there. Um, I could literally pick that apart on uh, one sentence at a time for a whole episode. Um, I will summarize my thoughts by saying, you know, have family traditions. Um, If you don't have any, establish some. Um, Whether it's for birthdays, For holidays, going on vacations, um, you know, a a favorite spot to go out to to a picnic, a favorite park to go visit, um, you know, a favorite um, song to listen to on the radio, Um, whatever those those traditions are, don't matter. What matters is that you have those traditions. Um, Another thing I I find it so important to to call out is uh, teach them the importance. Of avoiding debt, and earning, saving, wisely, spending money. That is not taught in, in today's world. And um, I feel like it should be. Um, you know, learning responsibility for temporal and spiritual self-reliance is, is an important lesson to learn. And like I started, you know, any good parent strives to teach their kids right from wrong. Any good parent wants to see their kid be happy and succeed. And you know helping them learn responsibility for their own temporal and spiritual self-reliance boom you 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 got it if you can figure that out your your kids are gonna be okay um, I will go ahead and kind of shut this down uh, this has been a longer episode and um, I kind of feel like that's okay so uh, if you stuck around to this point thank you so much for for sticking out to to the end Um, I'm grateful for for your attention, I'm grateful for your listening, and I hope everyone has a, a great week. God bless, and we'll see you next time. Thanks.